dear VA, toot merely slide. I hurt you and I'm not sorry. This is the German version of sorry, not sorry. As you might have guessed, we are doing Ramschein's Liebe is for Alle da. Uh, I'm the Dr. David Pizzo, the man obsessed with all things German, who will try and decode some of this madness. Uh, with me, as always, are my Kameraden, uh, Benjamin Lindsay and Tracy Newport. How are you gentlemen doing? Man, I am doing great. It is 90 degrees in mm -hmm. Wisconsin, which is baking here, but uh, I can't complain. I am doing miserable. It is 92 degrees here and humid as fuck. Yeah, it's like sw swampy. It's dank. You walk outside and it's just immediate, just, it's just a wall. Everywhere. No, I know. I know. Yeah, it's we like don't have the uh, humidity, which is why I'm not like. <laughs> you do not feel like you're being oppressed. <laughs> Oh, we, I mean, we all feel like we're being oppressed, <laughs> I say. Yeah, so we all are in some ways. Some of us we all are in some ways, but in so many ways, not at all. But anyway, yeah. speaking of which, uh, I guess I, we were talking about Kamstein. We're doing this because we're assholes and have been marching through their discography, even though it's a war crime in several countries. Um, so, yeah. This is, yeah, I'm going to say, I think we're hitting a moment where it's no longer just fun and you're hitting actual war crimes territory. Oh, yeah, no, this album is, mm-hmm. I mean, they all kind of are, but this one, mm. But more on, more on Fritzl later in his dungeon. So uh, this is their sixth album, astonishingly. Uh, it was released on, it turns out where you were, sort of essentially mid-October 2009. There's uh, rolling dates depending on where you were. Uh, it's Depending on the version, you have 46 minutes and six seconds, though we listened to some bonus tracks that we'll be talking about as well. Uh, it was recorded, interestingly, in California. I think this may be the only album they recorded in the U.S., so it's Sonoma Mountain Recording Estate uh, in San Rafael, California. Uh, Jakob Hellner is back on the boards. This is the Swedish producer who's done pretty much everything they've ever done uh, right from the beginning, and, and then Rammstein is also in production. So in terms of the uh, faculty and staff, it is this lineup pretty much never changes, uh, though there's a whole joke about that in one of these songs when one of them fakes his own death, but more on that in a moment. So um, Thiel Lindemann is on lead vocals, as always. Uh, Richard Kuspa, lead guitar and backing vocals. Oliver Riedel on bass guitar. Uh, Paul Landers on rhythm guitar backing vocals. Christian Lorenz on keyboards and Christoph Schneider on drums. Um, we've already talked about Jakob Hellner. Uh, and yeah, this album is a thing that exists. Uh, I can't believe it is like 12 years old, but here we are. Um, what do we think at all? I don't have to explain why I picked it because we're just marching through their discography. So we know we know why it's happening. But uh, do you guys know this album from when it came out or is this sort of a new thing? This is I really my first time listening to this album. Mm. Okay. Like, I, I might have heard... I tracked it you off of prior, but start to finish, this has been my first rodeo with it. If I heard any of the tracks off this album before, they didn't dent into my consciousness enough for me to remember them. Sure. So I don't think I did. Which kind of makes sense for when this came out. Because um, that was da, 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 like a year after my dad died and I had just started going yeah, back sure. to university. So I was not really paying attention to uh, new metal that much and so yeah I don't think I'd heard any of this until now yeah I was with my wife 
and so not listening to as much new metal but i sure should listen to this because of who i am as a person <laughs> so i listen to i mean i've been on this ride from the beginning and you know revel till i die so for me this was uh revisit of an old favorite i've been waiting for this album because not to give it away but i think this album is stronger than certainly the one that came before it um they don't release albums very often i mean that one was four years before this and the next one after this is even longer it's what seven years yeah yeah oh my god yeah that's right it was awesome i was in berlin it was 19 yeah it's 10 yeah so huge gap um what are some preliminary thoughts eventually we are going to play the game what does tracy think this song is about i think that game is important <laughs> it allows us to explore things like edith piaf or all kind anyway there's a lot yeah, going you on give the full true meaning behind every song you're welcome i mean if we're not going to do that what am i even doing here but I anyway mean, i mean you're here for the the I don't say guts, glory, and mayhem. You're just here for the death and destruction and mayhem. <laughs> I mean, come for the metal, stay for the hideous torture in a basement. I guess I don't know. It's it's what they do, man. What what, what do you? What was your so for you both? It's sort of your first time through. What are some uh, what are some preliminary thoughts and feelings? So I think this is going to be one of those rare times where you and I uh, differentiate in our opinion on things quite a bit. Is I feel that this is your weakest album. Oh really? How come? Yeah. I just, most of the songs I thought were, although all of them are competently played, you're not, I mean, I've said that about every Rammstein album. I loved all the elements that they, they brought to it. The production is very good. It's just none of these songs had a barb that as they were sure. passing through my mind, listening to them through the multiple times that I listened to the album that caught. And yeah. I, I'm, I can't really explain why that is. It was just this one to me felt, and maybe it was the knowing that there was this huge break that they go to right after sure. this. I was like, this is the band at its lowest. Although I do appreciate the fight they put up about, about the censorship for the album, which yeah. we'll talk about. Yeah. But so to me, this just really felt like them kind of creatively at the end of the, the road for this portion of the band before they took the long hiatus. I can see that. You and I disagreed about Mutter as well. I think you and I, for some reason, like different Rammsteins, and that's okay. Uh, there was a little difference there. Feel, what are your feelings, Tracy? So I'm going to be with Ben on this. This is damn, also, damn I, it, feel, I feel like this is the weakest one that we've done in our journey through here. Um, and I agree with Ben that while everything's comfortably played, like a lot of the songs out here kind of just run through like there's not really much on them that kind of sticks to you at least for us and that may be also partly for uh a translation bonus because you're think that's there, an like, issue too because you may be sitting back oh fuck and we're just dude, like, the okay, writing do, on this do, one do, 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 do. is almost the most devastating so and that's I, probably I, I was thinking that i'm like for me it's this horrifying ride that i can't get off um i could see that no i you know we don't listen to a whole lot of non-english sometimes we should just like listen to bass death metal and just yeah <laughs> right no but for real like there's a lot of languages we could get into so i have a dis i have an advantage here i admit but yeah and so i think that is part of it, it was like so we're you know coming from the the duhas the real catchy songs sure, aspect sure, sure, of sure, it sure. to right, so kind of well, like really and, sing along with and for me there's only a couple tracks on this album where that kind of yeah really it's not, it's not that kind of an album i don't yeah think. no for real i mean Tracy and I both have rudimentary Deutsche, um, and he has a little bit better than I. 
Um, so there are parts here where I'm like, okay, yeah, I kind of know what's going on, but not to the to the extent of prior albums. And honestly, one of the reasons, and when we were discussing whether we were going to talk about the bonus tracks for this album, when we had gone ahead and listened to them, I found all of the bonus tracks, or the one with the exception, the one that's just an instrumental version of an album title sure. or an album song, to be better than the songs that were on the album proper. Oh, how interesting. I did like a couple of them a lot. I'd never heard those because I bought this. So I had like the CD or whatever. And I was listening to my own like copy of it. So I'd never heard. Sure. I could... Yeah, if you want that, that's what I said about uh, whatever that first one is. Uh... Heart Slide? No, 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 no. The first bonus track. Oh, Hold Fear on. Ye? Uh, you yes. said it's the classic Ramstein song? It is. Uh, yes, I think it, it does. Ex- I know, because when I heard it, oh, I'm scrolling up. I want to get that. What is it in German? It's oh, Führer mich, yeah, lead me like der Führer. That <laughs> that's what that is, yeah, yeah, that's like a classic Rammstein song. I'm actually, if that's what you want from them, it makes total sense that that's more in your zone to me. Well, I mean, and let's talk, and I don't really want to jump right into songs, but just to, to. to kind of emphasize this if we take the actual opening track for the song Ramlein, which is kind of just them a remix of them doing the Rammstein song from the previous it albums and, and changing it in significant ways. But to me, I appreciated the changes, but I, because I, my German's not strong enough to know exactly what they did, oh, it I also see sounded derivative. So. Yeah, there's some wordplay stuff going on, but I admit it is, I will admit it's not the strongest opener. It's a bit, uh, what did I say last time? A poor man's ace is high. <laughs> right, right. Like it's, it's, a, it's a little bit yeah i will agree it's not necessarily their best opener but one of the things that again we're not getting into songs yet because i do want to talk about the yeah. censorship and some other stuff i one of the reasons i like this album is one i think the lyrical writing and the writing in general is more subtle and really effective and horrifying two i this is almost the only one of their albums i actually like the ballads because mm. their ballads usually annoy me they're like it's just somehow they're just too schmaltzy um, but for whatever reason, Frühling in, in Paris and in Paris and uh, Rotazand, you know, the last one, I think are better than Come in My Boat or, I mean, some of those songs <laughs> are fucking ridiculous. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, I will admit the one English song in here is no more, no less absurd than America. <laughs> I don't know. Them in English, they, there's a reason That's... they don't do it very often. <laughs> That song is fucking bananas, and it's weird that bananas. that was that's their lead fucking single <laughs> off of this album. That was just a big f you. Yeah, fuck <laughs> you. So let's and they talk. actually did. Well, I just want like, didn't they actually do like a full on porn shoot for that fucking music video? Yeah, basically. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it no, was that real. song, but they did do one. With, no, I think it is with body doubles and such. They went yeah. like full out on that. No, yeah. the videos on this album are bananas. Um, Ben, do you want to? lead us off talking about the censorship debacle sure so i mean it was one of these things where and i don't know the actual law um sure but in germany the the federal department for media harmful to minors which um david can give the german for that later if he would like basically one of the things that they did the one of the tracks it to dear way um i will hurt you or i hurt you and they also have a there was a photo in the album booklet of Ricard Crespa spanking a woman. And so they decided to censor that. And one of the things that makes it different than American censorship laws, like Walmart for the longest time would not carry an album that had a parental advisory sticker on it. So distribution labels would create versions of the album 
that were censored for release in those markets. Apparently, that's not a thing in Germany What's because that? the way that the censorship there worked, because it was towards minors, the, that meant that the album could not be displayed in any place a minor had access to, which fucks all of them. Like if it's a media marked or a Kaufhof, like that's, yeah, yeah, it's kids everywhere. Uh, by the way, that's the Bundesprüfstelle für Jugendgefährdende Medien. Yeah. That is a that is a lot of German. <laughs> that is. I was uh, not going to try that. <laughs> I saw it. And I was like, no. Medien. Yeah, if I say it a couple times, I got it. But that's uh, that's a lot. It's a mouthful. Yeah. But you yeah, sounded like you sounded like one of those learn to speak German instead <laughs> of like. Bundesprüfstelle. Oh. That's one of the things that I love way. about German, though, is the fact that you just combine nouns together. Oh awesome. yeah, you do. Yeah, it's squish. Um, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, they got the shit censored out of them. That they happened. did. They they so they eventually had to pull the album, remove the photo from the booklet, remove the track from the album, and they did not respond to that in um, a way that I think the German authorities <laughs> thought they would. Uh huh. That's <laughs> politely put. How did they respond, Benjamin? Well, what they did is they. <laughs> played instrumental versions of the song live in Germany, which really pissed people off. They uh, <laughs> they made a video for that song that was basically Good. a porn shoot and they put it up on porn websites, paid a porn website to play it and then had a link from their personal band website to the to the porn site yep. to watch it. <laughs> um, they released a special edition that did have the track on it that also came with lube and a dildo and a fucking airplane safe case so they like went all in on like if you're going to charge us for being obscene fuckers we will be obscene <laughs> so which that's i appreciate like, the shit out of that's them like all right fine we'll fucking double down on this they ain't gonna no, hurt dude, us it, the video for eek to your vey he like literally pierced his cheek to run a fucking cable through it because he's insane like actually did it yeah. Just like Trey Azigthoth levels of commitment. Or but yeah, they because she did that in one of her videos. She pierced her nipple and pulled some pearls through it. Who did that? York. Oh uh, yeah, that sounds right. Um <laughs> <laughs> that that tracks. Uh the video for High Fish is interesting because I think it alludes to what both of you were saying about the band losing momentum. Because that video is where Lindemann fakes his own death. And like at the funeral, a bunch of people, including Marilyn Manson, fuck you. But anyway, a bunch of people are at his funeral. And then the band starts looking for his replacement. And he like comes back, like, and it's this huge disaster. Like, he f yeah, he fakes his own death and they're trying to replace him. So they're, in a sort of tongue in cheek way, they are definitely addressing that they are having problems. Um, they almost broke up after this. They almost broke up after the next album, too. Like, they just, it's, uh, I guess it's a, uh, it's a heavy cross to bear, but just to be Rammstein. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. I remember they sit down every at the beginning. I'm like, how do we top ourselves off this last one? And they're just like, I've got an idea. And I mean, like, you're, I'm going to give you an answer to that when we get into what these songs mean, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so I know why the, uh, you know, Bundesprüfungsstelle or whatever that was, the Bundesprüfstelle was not super pleased with sound to begin with and maybe fixated on that. I don't know. I don't, I don't think they usually care too much about lyrics, but some of these are, uh, like, did we need Wiener Blute from the perspective of the father who's trapped his children? Probably not, but we got it. Yeah. But more on that in a moment. Uh, other what? general things we have talked about before we play that game. What does Tracy think this means? Well, the, the <laughs> thing that I find interesting 
about it, and especially a thought on censorship, is that this is one of the few times where an artist stands up to the government and the government backs down. For because sure. the administrative court in Cologne in 2010 did waive Indeed. the suspension epic of the censorship. Uh, so again, you know, maybe it's the American in me, but I just really like the fact that they fought against the, the censorship of the, the album. Me too. No, that stuff is stupid. And in, in our case, obviously, feeds on things like the Satanic Panic and yeah, Tipper, totally. Tipper, Tipper Gore. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, but, you know, the, that all that stuff. The German government, you know, their relationship to censorship is complicated because of some things that happen. So, you know, on the one hand, they tolerate actual censorship of the far right in a way we don't. Right. Which I used to have mixed feelings about. And now I also do, though, in a different way, different podcast, yeah, same. I guess. Nah, maybe we should deplatform them, guys. Anyway, um, but, you know, their system's very bureaucratic. They don't have juries. I mean, there's a lot of differences, but uh, I believe people should be allowed to be this insane. So, and uh, if not if not Germany, where? What the fuck are we even doing, Cabaret. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, and also as somebody who worked in the, uh, and, well, distribution side of exactly. the adult film industry, I mean, Germany is is kind of renowned for super gonzo, sexually explicit, really far out there stuff. And to see them draw the line at this, these songs, which are so Indeed. relatively tame. I agree with you. <laughs> you know, no, it's it's a like, dick move. What? <laughs> Mom, you tell me if you were in a German Scheiße film, right? <laughs> right, yeah. Exactly. Good, good night, dear. Ich will auf den Scheißen. Yeah, that's. Uh... <laughs> Tracy knows what I'm talking about. Anyway, <laughs> I'll let Tracy recover for a moment with that visual. <laughs> good night, dear. <laughs> I mean, I didn't make Germany the way it is, Tracy. I'm just sharing it. Yeah. Isn't that the same episode Carmen finds out his mom's actually his dad? Yes. No, I think. Is it? Oh, yes, I, I guess so. it is. Is it? Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> oh. Classic. Oh. So I think to kind of give my two cents here, since I didn't do the research like you guys did for it, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, because it was the last album that they did where they did a song about the dude who wanted to eat somebody and found the dude that was willing to be eaten. Yes. And, ended up down. and like, maybe they're like, all right, they did this on his last album. We cannot let that happen again. We just, whatever it is, just stop it. Just fucking stop them from releasing another album. And until they tamed their shit. And then they're like, well, no, no one it. stopped them. They were not, in fact, stopped. <laughs> yeah. So I think maybe they painted a target on their back. They're just going to up it more. Um, I don't know enough about uh, German politics of this era to know if there was an administrative change, too, that might have made it them be targeted nine w- was part of just miracles unending reign of terror no i'm just this was just more miracle because they're sure. about to be, it's like they're at like 16 years man yeah which is the third government germany's had for 16 fucking years which is a in my opinion a bit of a problem in their system but <laughs> 16 years of bush too like just <laughs> helmut Kohl would never die um Anywho, I mean, uh, yeah, but would I, you? I, I, I think I'd rather take 16 years of Bush two than another four years of 45. Uh, yeah, it's hard to say. Like, are you Iraqi? Mm-hmm. Like, anyway, yeah, different yeah. podcast. <laughs> Neither is great. Uh, but Rammstein, I think it. I think this was. Uh, you know how like the Oscars will finally give Eastwood a, a an Oscar for like a movie that's not that good because yeah. they're like, man, 
we should have given this guy an Oscar a long time ago. This is the opposite of that, <laughs> right? Like the censorship board's like, Jesus Christ. Like we should have stopped Rob Stein a long time ago. And this is our last chance. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what the Jugend Pustel had in mind, but it didn't go well for them. Hmm. Fudge. Sure. So uh, any other general points before, I think we should play the game and then we can talk about how we feel about the songs, if that sounds good. Works for me. All right, Tracy, what do you think uh, track one means? Ram lead. I don't know. The Ram lead. That's, well, that's that like reformulation. Yeah. It's really not that deep. I mean, whatever yeah. you say, it's. Hey, this is us in a new light. Kind of yes, we exist. Like it's gonna be great. Like the, it's it's actually not that memorable. I'm even looking at the lyrics. What does it say here? It's like I kind of like the opening sort of churchy thing. But anyway, like you know, he who waits with prudence will be rewarded at the appropriate time. Uh, lend your ear to a legend, and then it screams Rammstein a bunch. Some lead, some follow. Forward, forward, don't stop. I mean, it's just basically they're just marching you into oblivion with them which is well-worn grooves, I will concede. Rammstein is leading the charge into oblivion here. Uh, what do you think Ictudia is about? You said it was what? The I didn't mean to hurt you. You hurt yourself. I'm sorry, not sorry. It's I, it's, I hurt you. Ictudia Vey tut mir nicht leid, which is a double on like entendre because it means I hurt you um doesn't hurt me at all but that's the same way you say i'm not sorry mm -hmm. like so it's like i'm hurting you but i'm not hurting me and i don't care so what does that tell you what's what's your guess here it's probably a nuanced thing about german high politics right or abuse <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, it's a sadomasochistic relationship what popped in my head is the music video for faith divides us death unites us I think it is more consensual than that, which I cannot yes. say for a later song. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I, I get that too. That this is a much more consensual relationship than what's in that Paradise Lost video. Yeah, because that's that, because there's this whole thing where he talks about like you love me because I don't love you. Yeah. So it's like it is an abusive relationship, but it is a relationship if that makes sense. It is I a know. better song, but thematically, it's very akin to uh, Danzig's Sacrifice. I agree with that. And I even think of that song occasionally. It's got a similar vibe to it. Like, yeah. I like being hurt. I like hurting you. I don't actually really like you that much. Like, you love me because I don't love you. Uh, words like salt, pus, and barbed wire in the urethral tract come up in this song. It's fucking brutal and insane. Are you or I'm not sorry. It's good for you or like it does you good. Uh, listen to how it screams. That's the chorus. It. By the way, there's a shift in the gender of the thing. So, so S&M and, you know, a video that got them banned or like, excuse me, a cover or inside art that got them banned. So uh, that's what's going on there. How about uh, uh, Weidmann's Heil? What do you think's happening here? You probably have less clues in this case. Almost like white power, like a, like white man's power, but that's not correct. It is a hunting song. It's like a Forrester's cry or whatever, you know, hail. It's about hunting. And it's really kind of messed up. And gra I mean, it's like very vividly describing the hunt and the satisfaction of killing a creature. 
but is it a human like i don't it says it's a deer but i'm not entirely sure about that by the way on the land on the sea lurks destruction the creature must die <laughs> it's uh yeah so this is about hunting and i would say in some ways also humans being the apex predator okay so uh yeah it's it's a hunting song uh and then what's next high fish i think Half fish gutted like a fish. Is this the one where you were talking about the industrial accident? No, this is where he fakes his own death. The video and comes back. No, that's Donau Kinder, which we're going to talk about in a second. That's the okay. bonus track. Um, High fish is shark. And so this whole song is a play. Man, this is where I get real fucking weird on you all. This is a play on the Brecht Three Penny Opera. So Brecht, do you even know what I'm talking about? But so Brecht was a playwright. Okay, Stacey's like, what the hell is a Brecht? Anyway, he was a really sarcastic left-wing, super intense playwright from like the 20s and 30s, uh, who lived on in the post-war era and was in East Germany and not super pleased with what he saw. Uh, he's also himself a little bit problematic. Like his girlfriend read a lot of his shit and he kind of stole it from her. But welcome to the 1920s and 30s. Yeah, dude. Uh, has to go into exile during the Third Reich. But anyway, he the Three Penny Opera is like if Oliver Twist like had class war, like straight up class war in it, and a much better soundtrack. So it's about like <laughs> both a gang that's like appealing to people's sympathy to like get stuff, but then Maki Messer is a serial killer, Mac the Knife going around and this is based on all these really horrifying different podcasts serial killers in weimar germany in the 20s because there was a bunch of them just like offing people and in some cases eating them anyway so maki messer is a serial killer uh and the song is like you know the unter heifisch der hat zähne oder trägt sie in gesicht it's like this sort of high-pitched thing so the shark has teeth and he carries them in his mouth so you can see them but Mackie, he's got a knife and you can't see his knife um louis armstrong covered that song there's an english version of that song called mac the knife which is just the translation of that kurt viles he's the one who wrote the like music all right kurt vile and brecht thing into english so this is a play on that in that like uh, the shark doesn't have tears, he has teeth. I mean, excuse me, he doesn't have teeth, he has tears. Uh, and they run down his face, but you can't see them because he's in the salt water. So it's like, uh, in this case, it's it's sort of an inversion where now instead of like the teeth you can see, you know, you can't see his tears, which is just the, your fucking Rudger Hauer moment. Like tears, it rain. Like it's sort of that kind of a thing. But the song, the lyrics beyond the thing about the shark are all about, you know, these six dudes sticking together shoulder to shoulder. But the video shows the exact opposite. So there's a lot of weird shit going on here. There's like an homage to Brecht. There is them saying they're an immortal team that will never break up. There's a video showing that their lead singer is so unhappy he's faked his own death and they're trying to replace him. So oh, there's a whole lot happening here. But anyway, it's about sharks. That's the short answer. The short answer is sharks. Like Tracy's like, what the fuck are you even talking about? I mean, if you're going to bring Brecht to the <laughs> evening, I'm like, I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> so uh, what's next on here? It is B asterisk asterisk Tabu, which man, this is what this is the most contentious track on this album in terms of what it means. Like people can't even agree on what the title means. What do you think it means, Tracy? Itch? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Broke. Would you say it means bread? 
<laughs> well, is it a nonsense word or a real word? That's one of the disputes. So you can be forgiven for being like, what the fuck is this? Because the parts of it mean like bend and taboo, which do with that what you will, given the song bend over. But anyway, but then some people say it's a corruption of letter, bookshava, and then other people, actually close by himself in an interview, said it was a nonce word, like a made up word. So I have no idea. Like the <laughs> title, it's the most contested good times lyric, hanging at a jury. Like nobody knows what exactly it's supposed to mean. Uh, in terms of it, there's not a lot to it. Like I have no fear, uh, voices whisper, uh, don't do that, let it be, etc. So it's two souls in my lap. There could be only one survivor. So it's really cryptic and I don't know. The answer is I don't know, man. I mean, I could make up an interpretation for you, but it's for them a little more cryptic than usual. But I mean, it's, you know, pretty grim. How about how about flooding in Paris? A fling in Paris? A lady that he met? That is that is correct. Tracy's, that is correct. Yay. $500. So yeah, it's spring in Paris and it's about, you know, a woman he meets who can't speak her language. And this relationship also sounds fucked up, like every Rammstein described relationship. But it is uh, uh, in the same way that High Fish is an homage and a riff on Mac the Knife. This is an homage on a very famous Edith Piaf song, hence all the French, je ne regrette rien, like I don't regret anything. So this is, uh, I would argue, one of the only ballads of theirs I like, maybe just because I'm like, that's so cool. Anyway, so it's now pulling. That one is really, really good. So. That song is good. And it's pulling from a uh, Piaf song. That song was massively popular in France in the 60s and still is now. Uh, so you got that one. How about Wiener Blut? This is where I start vomiting uncontrollably. Uh, penis blood. Wiener means uh, somebody from Vienna. Oh, but uh, <laughs> I like your version better. I guess that's the Cannibal Corpse remix. Um, <laughs> so this is about Josef Fritzl. So what Josef Fritzl did was abduct his own daughter, lock her in his basement in a small town in Austria, not that far from Vienna and proceed to sexually assault her for years and years and sired fucking children with her and yeah tracy your face is the right one dude and this literally happened and he wrote fake letters from her to his wife saying i'm in amsterdam and i'm a whore and i'm hooked on crack and so like the wife didn't look for her she assumed she had just run away um his neighbors fucking ignored it how weird it was he was constantly going in and out of the basement and sometimes i heard like noises but I saw interviews with neighbors who were like, yeah, we just kind of didn't worry about it. Uh, and when this came out, um, a lot of people felt like this was like a devastating, uh, this is like 2008, sort of indictment of Austrian sort of gemütlichkeit and sort of privacy culture. Like Austrians tend to not really get in each other's shit. And maybe they should. So... Um, and then there's some weird overlap with stuff when he was younger, like some Third Reich stuff that happened when he was young with his, like, there's a lot going on with him. I will not, I, I will not justify his behavior because uh, it's fucking monstrous. And the way he got caught is one of these children he had sired with his own daughter became very ill because they had never been out fucking doors ever. And so the kid got super sick and they had to take him to the ER. The doctors are like, what the fuck? This kid like has rickets. 
right? This kid has never been in the sun in his entire life. That's not a thing in Austria. They like walk to the bus. I mean, have you seen the sound of music? Like they go outdoors and this kid from stooping and from no sun was just wrecked. And that's when they started investigating. And they're like, oh my God, I think it's multiple children he had had with his own daughter who he had kept from being obstinate was essentially torturing her based on this sort of weird sort of Austrian slash Nazi version of parenting. Anyway, the documentary I watched on it was so, so fucked up. <clears throat> You you mentioned wife earlier. Like, was it him and his wife split at this point in time? Either or how in the fuck? No, she... she was there. How in the fuck did she not she know? She was upstairs. I know. Well, I've asked myself that. Part of it is I think she was afraid of him, uh, and he just had this private world in the basement. She did not ask about. People's marriages are weird, Tracy. I don't know, man. I know many people have asked that question. And to yeah. be fair to her, he had engaged in a pretty elaborate ruse which itself is Nazi-esque, the fake fucking letters saying I'm fine. So I would assume if they, she was sent letters, wouldn't at least have like a postmark from, like say you send a letter where we're at, it runs through the Evansville distribution center. And I have to confess, I don't remember it. if he went as far as to mail them from Amsterdam or he just like, I opened the envelope and threw it away. Like, I don't know. He was real controlling. He literally tortured his own child for being disobedient. Jesus. For her loss of her life, essentially, was the plan. And there was another fucking dungeon in a different part of Austria not that long after this. So people were like, what is wrong with us? Like, there was a run of these. There's also one in Belgium. But this is shit happens in the U.S. all the time. That awful case in Ohio with those women that were there for years. The thing that just takes it to the next level is precisely it was his own daughter and then sired children. So Viennese Blood, the name of the song, is a reference to, I mean, essentially inbreeding, incest. You're welcome, Tracy. I told you, this album may be the most difficult one but the one they spent the most time thinking about. Like all this like Edith Piaf and Brett shit. So maybe there's a good reason I don't speak German and I don't like oh, it, live this horror every time I listen to you, it. It's a lot. And me listening to it over and over this week did some things. Like I I, I was going through some things. So were um, there moments like when you're like, that dude's a horrible bastard and you're just like, Hazel, I love you and gave her a hug. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, that's, I am, I was always horrified. Now having my own child, I'm even more stunned on every level possible. Yes. That's my reaction to a lot of things, Tracy. Yeah. I'm blissfully happy that she knows almost not one single elm of anything on this fucking album in her life. And I hope, well, I know she will, some of it. It's just unavoidable. Mm-hmm. But that's a different podcast, too. So, how about track eight, Pussy? I think you got this one. I, don't I feel know, like you're, this may be your best time. You may have like two out of 11 or whatever. Like, I don't know. My control of the English language is not great either. So, Gravesian. I think he's talking about vaginas and dicks. And vaginas and dicks. You can't get laid in Germany. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. And I think this song was partially a middle finger to everyone. I don't know. This song is ridiculous. And the English and is it so makes terrible. no damn sense. It makes no sense. The English is so bad. They know that. Lindemann has admitted, like, his English is just not good. He's an East German. Like, he grew up, they, like, learned Russian. They didn't learn English. So, probably that's generational. Um, so, that song I, is sort of ridiculous. How about Love is, Liebe is for Aladah. What's that? Love is for all of you. Love is there for everyone. I yeah, was so close. I get You were close. That. It's about a relationship. I assume a marriage. That, that goes south. Horribly. kind of and he stays in it anyway but like she's just not 
giving back and he's like kind of trapped in it and it's getting more and more dysfunctional it's like a dysfunctional marriage song which i'm sure they know all about i have to admit i've not read about their personal lives but i'm guessing it's complicated um how about mayor more what do you think more. that's about more i don't <laughs> could mean We'll just keep the theme the rest of it. He's wanting more women. What's in some horrible shape form or fashion? That's a good guess, but no, it's about capitalism. This song. Is I mean, about, that's just, that's kind of the same thing. Isn't it, it is. This song is about like, Jeffrey Bezos. Like this song like, is about like. Like I'm gonna, the, I'm gonna quote. I mean, this is probably a horrible one to do. God, I'm drawing a blank on his name. For, um, I'm gonna quote Frank Underwood from House of Cars. And, and the quote, and it says in the first season, it's like, don't anybody, th- don't anybody else tell you different, but everything in this world is about sex, but sex and sex is about power. Indeed. And uh, so that's, I'm kind of close. To I see, one, especially it's, capitalism. <laughs> he says, uh, I need, I need a lot. and I need a lot of it. Only for me, only for me. Um, like anything that somebody would want, I need 10 times as much. I am never satiated. I'm never going to be satiated. It's better when you have more, 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 more. Um, what I have is not enough for me. I need more. Uh, I need a whole lot more. I don't have anything to give. Why would I do without anything? Yeah, I'm rich, but it's not enough. Uh, modesty, that's, you know, absolutely not. Like, that's not I mean, happening. Uh, that's I take everything, even when it's bad, I'm never satiated. I'm never satisfied. There is no goal. There is no enough. There's never too much. All the other people have so little. And I give me that too. Be as little as everyone else has. I want that also. They don't need it. This song's definitely about Jeff Bezos. I mean, Jeffrey Bezos. He's literally about to be the first man to pay for his own way to be shot into outer space. Well, I hope he fucking stays there. (laughs) So (laughs) So this song is about the plutocratic autocracy <laughs> like it's this it's about accumulation it's about essentially i think it's in some ways actually as much as it is a song from the perspective of a plutocrat it's a song from the perspective of a capital itself i mean i was gonna be getting very deep i mean this is the culture that gives us marx and weber like i mean this I, is coming out at 09 and you're right at the height of the economic collapse i know correct and i think that's part of what's going on in this song yeah, is that disaster where rich people were completely insulated and everyone else had to eat shit? So yeah, not even insulated. They got fucking bailed out. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, how about Rotasand? I want to say red or sand, but it's red sand. I was. You're very close. What do you think it's about? What's going on in the song? Uh, Normandy. That's a good guess. It is in fact a duel. And so it thematically connects to Iron Maiden. I was like, oh, here's a nice tie-in from, oh, you got, sorry, that song's on Power Slave. I'm such an asshole. You just wanted to mention Power Slave again this week. They pay me every time I do, Tracy. (laughs) Brought to you by Power Slave. (laughs) Cha-ching. So this song is about a duel, but he loses. And his blood is quenching the sand. And yeah, he's just, he's bleeding out. So So it's the ending to Hamilton? It's the end of Hamilton. Yes. <laughs> Spoilers for people who haven't watched it. Which <laughs> uh, we don't have to do all of these bonus tracks, but we should maybe talk about. What do you think? Fur me can do now, Kinder, and then we can just call. Uh, you said something like "Read me on Fur Nick." Yep. And donor Kinder, something children. 
Danube. So the um, Führer mich is, uh, you know, another like follow me into the oblivion song. So um, Donau Kinder is Danube, children of the Danube. And what this is, this is a song about the 2000 Biomare cyanide spill um, into the Danube in which an Australian gold mining company had promised to clean up cyanide-filled slag that apparently is one of the results of one of the ways you mine gold. What the fuck? I knew about mercury and silver. I was not aware of the cyanide-gold connection, but of course. And so this company, Ben's already about to vomit. So this company promised to clean it up and created a giant pond of it adjacent to the fucking Danube. And then they had heavy snow or whatever, and it broke. And so, you know, thousands upon thousands of gallons of fucking cyanide poured into the Danube. Uh, And in stretches adjacent to this river, uh, like at the closest point of contact, killed almost 90% of all life. It turned them into complete deserts. Hundreds, like hundreds of tons of fish died, even in the Danube proper. So this was an estuary, uh, like it hit the Tisa, which then hit the Danube. So the Tisa was completely fucked. The Danube even, even there, there was like 25% death, like areas that were my, like, hundred, like 100 miles away. So this was assessed by some environmentalists as the, second worst environmental disaster in Europe after Chernobyl. And by the way, millions of people drink out of that fucking water. Like it, and then they panicked because they knew it was going to work its way up the food chain, like DDT did. So every animal that eats those fish was going to get even more cyanide than the fish. And so there was this mad dash to murder all remaining fish. And so this song is about that spill from the perspective of the fish who are weeping about their own dead fishlets. Yeah, Tracy. <laughs> so this song is about the Anthropocene. It's like a cattle, <laughs> a cattle decapitation song if the fish were singing it. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is, and I'm sorry that took a bit, but no, this album is, I think, the one they almost spent the most time on in terms of, uh, like, what's going on. And maybe that explains partially why I am so awestruck slash disturbed slash obsessed with this album i mean it's uh, the way you've explained it, you can't really sit here and listen to this album just sit here and just be like what the fuck oh that's what i do my head like spins around and like black bile shoots out of all or if i mean it just so what do we think about those songs that was a very long-winded way of me saying there's a lot of songs in here that are about some fucked up shit um, I, didn't, I know you didn't like most of them, but it sounds like you liked a couple of them, like maybe Spring in Paris. So I'll, I'll, I'll jump off on this. Please. I liked Here to Dear Vey, Frühling in Paris. Pussy, I just couldn't help but laugh at. I'm not a big fan of it. I don't know how well, I, I don't, don't know, know how the fuck is this single, one of the singles, but I'm like, I, I can see why they picked it, but it's not a great song. And I, I really like Furemic off of the extra tracks as well so in addition to the tracks that tracy mentioned i also like halfish and wiener Blut, even though i didn't know what the song was saying i think it's a good song um rotor sand and all the extra tracks uh fear mick donna kinder holt and then the orchestral version of rotor sand alice is also pretty good so uh, honestly, the the five, you know, and I know one of them is just an orchestral version of a, sure. a song that's on the album proper, but I liked all the bonus tracks and kind of wish that they had been the regular album tracks and some of the other album tracks had been pulled off. 
I kind of thought that a little bit too. I'm like, man, this is a good song. Like I'd never heard those songs until this time. Um, I it concede that Pussy is ridiculous and Rom leads a little bit weak as an opener. That being said, I think E2 Dierve is one of their most brutally successful songs. That must have been what it sounded like when Barbarossa happened in terms of the thunderousness of it. Yeah. Um, Weidmann's Hall is okay. Highfish is a bit silly, but I really like it just because, again, I'm into that Breck thing. I think Freeling in Paris is almost the best ballad they've ever done. Or Hotezan, I think it's one of these two, because I don't like most of their ballads. Wiener Blue is the most disturbing shit ever and is nonetheless an amazing song. Um, Mare, to me, especially in that moment in 2009 where I admit I wanted to like burn Wall Street to the ground, like that song is my spirit animal. Anyway, um, so I don't like all of them. I'm not going to say that. There's a couple here that I'm like, eh, like maybe we could have replaced Pussy with Dono Kinder, and maybe we could have... Uh, Books Taboo also, meh. Part of it is that's the one that doesn't mean almost anything to me. Like, it doesn't have this sort of six layers of irony attached to it. So, anyway. Let's grade it. I have to go first, don't I? Isn't that the rule? I mean, you didn't really pick this, but you can go first if you would like. Yeah, you don't have to. It's up to y'all. Tracy, you're in charge of the schedule. Who's I'll who's go first? first. Just, just... I'm going to give it a B-. minus. Like, it's an alright sure. album. It's okay. But I do think it is the weakest work they've done, especially so far we've gone through. Uh, it's just really just kind of weakest track, and I, like we said previously, I probably don't I don't have the language skills to be as sure. I don't say invested. Horrified. I, yes, horrified, horrified into this mm. what's going on in this album. That's fair. Um, I am in lockstep with Tracy on this. I'm going to give this being a minus as well. It's not their best album, but it's still a Rammstein album. So, I mean, it, it was perfectly listenable. It just wasn't, uh, sure. to me, it didn't reach the the heights that the previous albums had. Sure. Uh, I'm not surprised they could come in higher, but you've also convinced me a little bit. I'm like, ah, eh, there are a couple songs in here that are not super good. And I ding them on that for Rosen Road. So I am going to give it the lowest A. I'm going to give it a 93. So I know I gave, uh, I think I gave Mutter an A+. Plus. Uh, I think this one, and I think Zane Zook, I think we all gave that one A's, didn't we? I think we did. I think we all yeah, I think so as well. Uh, I'm going to say this one maybe is a hair worse than that, potentially, just because there are a couple songs that are weak. I really dig it. I can see that you ha you had to be there. Like, I can see that without the language, this one's a little harder to access. So maybe I'll ding them a tiny bit for that because maybe it isn't as universal as some of their own albums. I mean, I have a sample of two, but they're my brothers and I trust you implicitly in terms of, you know, what's happening. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give it a 93, which isn't, I mean, it's like, what, 11 points more than y'all? 12? It could be worse. We've had bigger spreads than that by a lot. <laughs> we yeah. still might tonight. So <laughs> Yeah, we still might. The night's so. still young, gentlemen. <laughs> So, Tracy, uh, what are we doing next, brother? Next, we're returning to the Witches of the Swiss and looking at yes. the Witch of the North, the 2020 release for Burning Witches. Tight. Can't wait. Yeah, that's that's going to be fun. The, their last album from last year was really good, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to see what cover they do on this one because it seems like they have a trend in their last track being a cover. So I'm really... I mean, that's a pretty cool trend and a good way to pay homage, homage to uh, yep. the forefathers of the genre 
But anyway, I mean, it's just better Vedmon Merhot. It's just better when you have more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lead out with Rammstein as I let in with them. So. There you go. Thanks for joining us on Thundergo Metal Reviews. Dun, 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 dun.